Welcome to episode 63 of the Local Meta. My name is Fletcher. And I'm John. How are you doing today, John? Eh, not too bad. I tweaked my car and EDH deck, and I finally lost a match with green-black counters. Oh, sad. I know. I suppose. Even even the greats have to fall sometime, right? Yeah. I mean, mono-red did what mono-red does, which is punish you for stumbling. <laughs> I mean, that's, no. you know... Can't, right. can't really hate. The guy didn't play poorly by any means, so... <laughs> well, Okay, um, so it's a all right. Well, you see, I know that's why I'm like. Usually, you're like, usually, you're like, my opponent's bad, everyone's bad, no, life's bad. Not today. Not, not today. today. Not today. You're gonna be kind of nice. Okay. Well, let you know. Let's get right into today. So we have a set coming out, um, a supplemental set called Battle Bond. Yeah, uh, which is confusing the crap out of Brian Brondoin. Because, because the, everything's take BBD. Yeah, everything's take BBD, and he's like, what did I do now? Why do I have a hashtag dedicated to myself? <laughs> <laughs> Which, like, following his little mental breakdown on Twitter has been kind of fun, so. <laughs> I approve. Uh, you know, all in good fun. It'll pass, and then yeah. can go back to being, being the one true BBD. The one, the one and only BBD. All right. Well, so this is a um uh, unique set. <laughs> this is their like innovation product this year, isn't it? Uh, yes. This is their conspiracy equivalent and such as su- stuff like that. So yeah. So they're doing some crazy stuff with it. So um, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to you because I really only know the 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 tip top of what's going on here. So John, what the hell's going on with the set? <laughs> All right, so the set as a whole is meant to be played in two-headed giants, which means you, you're supposed to play it in two-headed giant sealed, in two-headed giant draft, and so on and so forth. Like, it's ne- like everything is not meant to be played 1v1, mm-hmm. which is a very big shift from the norm, but not that bad once you kind of figure out how it works. So, um, obviously, Two-Headed Giant sealed is something that happens every pre-release. That's really easy to understand, right? Yep, that's a good time. Like, it's a good time. Uh, Two-Headed Giant draft is where things get complicated. This sounds weird. (laughs) Yeah, so the way Two-Headed Giant draft works is you're actually cracking four packs instead of three. So you go left, right, left, right. Okay. Out of every pack, you draft at a table of eight people with their teammates sitting behind them. And each team takes two cards out of every pack. So, all right. So I'm just, just let me make sure I'm understanding this. So like, I'm pretty eight people sitting at a table. I so could there's, be, there's eight teams sitting at a table is what you're yeah. saying. Well, I could be wrong and it could actually be four teams, but only okay. each team is all, like, it's not going like you're not passing to a teammate. Only yeah. one person from that team is at the table. Interesting. So basically like the pack gets passed to your team for lack of, or for just to kind of simplify things to some degree. In a manner. Yes. Yeah. So like, well, like okay. I think the simplest way to look at it is there's one person at a table and they take two cards out of every pack. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. So like, huh. I think it actually is supposed to be uh, only four teams of two. Cause that actually okay. makes more sense. Cause then things can actually wheel. but yeah, I suppose. And so what you do is you take two cards out of every pack and you're building two different decks while you draft. That's interesting there. Man. So, That's complex. <laughs> yeah. So you, you wind up drafting a total of 56 cards and then you have to make two decks out of those 56 cards, which means you have 10 cards leeway. That's tight. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a lot of room for people to screw up, and there's a lot of room for like leveraging skill and draft, which is really fascinating. Mm-hmm. I mean, and being able to draft two cards out of a pack is interesting, too. 
Yeah, like because then you can you can actually get into one of those situations, right? Where like we've all looked at a pack and be like, man, I wish I could take both of these two black removal spells. Yeah, and suddenly you can mm-hmm. at the cost of your teammate's deck. But then I mean, you can you can make up for it the next pack, right? Yeah. So like it gets really really interesting, and like how are you supposed to do this stuff? That is interesting. Or you just do the sick tech of um, uh, I'm going to make one deck that's so good, my opponent's just going to play a deck of forty basic lands. <laughs> that works too, I guess. <laughs> we call that the John and Fletcher special. Yeah, or, yeah, buddy. <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> We can't. We cram every removal spell imaginable into your deck. Yeah, I was. I was gonna say we just. I just play a bunch of islands, and then every divination that we happen to get is chaff. <laughs> <laughs> Not because I wanted to draft them. You actively grabbed them out of the pack when I was looking to see what cards we should take. <laughs> I mean, it's just like our drafts when we that we stream. It's just like. Well, I think we should take the. No, I took this already. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, this is probably the better card, but this one says draw cards on it. Yeah, but yeah. this one will actually win the game. Board now took the draw cards. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But All right. That's, that's, so that's a super interesting mechanic, basically. Like, yeah. for, for the draft. Like, that's, that's interesting. Yeah, like, that's. I'm super intrigued by that. Um, the. The store we play at isn't going to do that. They're just going to do sealed. Fair enough. I mean, that's logistic logistically easier. Yeah, it makes a lot more sense from that in that regard. So, mm-hmm. and then, uh, but like the really cool thing is the mechanics that they're using actually play really, really well into the whole team aspect of it. Yeah. So, what mechanics are they they using here? All right. So the main one and the flashiest one i'm gonna say is called partner this Um, is an existing mechanic isn't it it is but it's an existing mechanic exclusively for commander and in the sense that you can play two two creatures with partner as your dual commanders which then allow you to play multiple colors they've expanded on the partner mechanic now where Instead of, you know, you can have it as dual commanders, now it's if you're playing, you can, if you cast one of them, you can make any other player may search their library for a card that partners with it. Th- these are these cards only specifically partner with their partner. So, this they, card. so they say partner with another card. Yes. Yeah, a specific name. Okay. And it allows that person to search their library for it, put it in their hand, and then shuffle their library. Which works really, really well because every single partner in the set is actually enemy colors. <laughs> and all of the deck archetypes are allied colors. Huh. So you, you should never actually play both halves of the partner in one limited deck. Huh. Fascinating, isn't it? That's absolutely fascinating. I did not notice that design point when I was looking through stuff. Oh yeah, it's it's a big like they they went deep on this. Like so you like that's all things like one of you you and your partner should both be playing one half of a partner. Which that's, is glorious. That is absolutely brilliant. And then uh kind of playing into this also, um they decided to bring back a mechanic from Oath of the Gatewatch called support Fletcher, do you know what support does seeing as how you've seen a crap ton of oath of the gatewatch cards lately so <laughs> i'll be honest i know what it does now um i'll admit i mixed it up with bolster in my head because <laughs> i Similar. thought it was that one but it's actually um uh yeah it's the the one where you uh it's like support n isn't it and yes. you can put a plus one plus one counter on that many creatures you control Yes, you. If it's a creature, it cannot put the counter on itself. Yep. But it's not creatures you control; it's any creatures. Oh, that is okay. Yeah, which okay. means you can <laughs> put them on your allies' creatures. Or I, it was actually a thing in the in that limited environment where sometimes you would support onto your opponent's creature to make them big enough to die to a destroy tower creature with power four or greater card. Yeah, I was gonna say, I'm like, I'd imagine you'd do that. Yeah, there's a lot of fun little shenanigans you can do with support. But like it's like it says, look, you can support your teammate. 
you know, you can make their creatures bigger, which is super, super cool. Like that's really, really good. Like I'm, I'm <laughs> the fact that they just like left that into the mechanic when they made it, like is mm-hmm. sweet. Cause I'm guessing they didn't know about this product at the time. Uh, no, that was more than, yeah, that was a number of years ago, like four years ago or some shit. So. Yeah. Something like that. So, huh? Okay, cool. Cool. And the third and final mechanic is called assist. This is a new one, isn't it? This is a brand new one. And this one works where um, any other player can help you pay for the colorless mana requirements for any for any spell with assist. That's got to have some commander implications. <laughs> it's really weird, right? Because then you have to you have to blatantly show your opponent, hey, can you help me cast this card? Which is like pseudo sketchy, but not really. Yeah. There's like a lot of like. It's another one of those things, right? Where, like, imagine if your ally is flooding out and you're not. Suddenly, your ally has something they can do. Yeah. Like, they can, like, dump mana into your spells and hopefully, like, tr- and, like, they can actually be useful, which is super nice. Yeah, I know. It'd be nice for me to be useful. See, <laughs> my, um, uh, my 40 Island deck is now useful. Exactly. <laughs> but I'm a- this, so this, the, this mechanic is just awesome design for this format in my opinion like yes it's it's one of those mechanics that i'm surprised does not exist already it's so straightforward if that makes Uh, sense i think the reason why it doesn't is because like you're technically not supposed to like reveal your hand to an opponent in something like commander Mm -hmm. so like you can't have them help you cast us like there's there's join forces which any number of players may put mana into a card as it's resolving Mm mm-hmm but they're like you know you can't just show your opponent like hey will you give me two mana to cast this card to destroy this thing right yeah, yeah that's that's a little too scumbaggy ish maybe well now it isn't <laughs> yeah but um I actually one of my favorite things about assist is they the divination equivalent in this set oh yeah that card two colors and a blue uh, a player may assist you to cast this spell two target players each draw one card. Yeah, I love it. I like, saw that card, and I'm like, that is clever as hell. It's like, so the person who casts it is actually neutral on cards, but their teammate is now up a card. Yeah. Which is just it's, cool. Yeah, there's just, there's so much going on in this. Um, one of my favorite cards, one of the cards I mentioned in our spoiler, one of the cards I'm going to mention is actually an assist card that I think is a really sweet design. But, um, uh, yeah. I, I really like this mechanic. It's It's simple, yet it does... It does exactly what a mechanic needs to do in this type of format, I believe. Yeah. Like, they they were very, very... They did a very good job with the mechanics to get the intention over that they wanted to in this. Yeah. Like, I am a huge fan of the work that they put into this already, so... Yeah. So, well, why don't we, why don't we look at some of that work they put in? Let's just dive right on in. Right. Where you wanna where you wanna go with? We'll have you oh, start for once. Okay. It's always me otherwise. Alright. So a uh, favorite effect in the set. Alright. So mine I picked the card last one standing. Uh one black red sorcery. Choose a creature at random, then destroy the rest. <laughs> I love I just love the design of this card. This is I think a goblin test pilot on crack. It is a goblin test pilot on crack. Like, it's, it's, I don't know. It's such a cool card. I don't know. I just love the teaminess of it, if that makes sense. Like, it's just go big or go home kind of thing. It's one of those cards, like, you know, you want to play a board wipe when you, when you have, you know, fewer creatures than your opponent. But this card actually, like, you're more likely to keep one of your creatures if you have more creatures than your opponent. Yep. <laughs> and it has no guarantee of killing like the big scary creature that you're worried about from your opponent. And there's just, there's just so much weird stuff going on. Like this, ga- this card is going to be responsible for some just dumb swings in games. And also you just like flat out losing. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I actually almost chose this card for favorite art because I love the goblin just standing on top of everyone and be like, yeah, buddy. <laughs> Yeah, buddy. But I figured you would mention it, and I didn't want to talk about the same card twice, so. <laughs> you just figured I would mention it. Why? Why, John? Why would you figure that? <laughs> <laughs> is this, for, for someone who is 
noticeably, you know, not, you know, crazy weird about things. Uh-huh. You love crazy weird things. I do. <laughs> I do. This is crazy weird, man. But like, so this card is going to get brought up. Yeah. I don't need to bring it up. It is, it is yeah, Goblin Test Pilot on crack, basically. All right, what is, what's your card? Favorite effect? Uh, mine, entertainingly enough, um, is not even a rare. Mine is only an uncommon. <laughs> it's called Fumble. Colorless and a blue instant. Return target creature to its owner's hand. Gain control of all auras and equipment that were attached to it, then attach them to another creature. <laughs> like, I had to read this card twice, I think, when I saw it. I'm like, what is going on here? So, this card oh. is just absolutely... Like, I don't... Like, the amount of shenanigans you can get going with this card oh. are through the roof, right? I, I love it, yeah. Like, I love the thought of just, like, stealing your opponent's, like, enchantments and stuff. And, like, you can get really, really weird with what you do with this card. Mm-hmm. Because, um, I'm pretty sure, due to the way the rules work, you can, like, have a, you can have a pacifism on a hexproof creature. Or, sorry, you can have, you can wind up with a pacifism on a hexproof creature because of this card. Yes, you can. Because attaching does not target. Exactly. And it, just says, it just says another creature. So, yeah, the way the rules work with auras is the, is it's the targeting part that's blocked by hexproof. But if you if you put them onto the battlefield and and attach them to something, that actually bypasses any targeting shroud, hexproof, anything like that. Which is like I love things that do that because they just seem like they're breaking the rules, but they're very much not. It's just how the game works, and it's just super cool to do shit like that. Yeah. And like. I also love the thought of just like bouncing your like allies card to their hand in response to a removal spell and just like putting their their enchantments onto one of your things before blocks on someone and just blowing people out with it. Like there's so much play to this card that I absolutely adore it. Just even the value play of like bouncing your creature that's been pacified and putting it on one of their creatures and then replaying your creature. Yep. Like just keep it simple. Like (laughs) it's just uh, there's you can keep it simple if you want to be boring, but uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, can just I'm just saying. Like, I mean, like, it's just one of those cards that's like this card is. It's just weird. Like, there's just yeah. a lot of weird about it, and that's kind of what makes it cool. Yeah, but, like that's yeah. why I like it so much. Like, there's, there's, it's like the simplest card ever, but it can go so deep. I don't know if it's the simplest card ever. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's. At its bare minimum, it's, it's a it's, two mana unsummon. It's grokable if that if, if yeah. nothing else. Like, yeah, I, I'll, I'll give you that one. But huge fan. Yeah, that's so. a, a sweet card. But <laughs> all right, okay, John. So since you didn't pick last one standing for your favorite, or what did you pick? Uh, I I have an honorable mention as I want to do first. Um. Uh, this honorable mention is a reprint, and it is Oracle's Insight. Uh, it is it's three ma- it's three colors and a blue enchantment or enchanted creature. Enchanted creatures tap, scry one, then draw a card. This is originally from Born of the Gods, I want to say. Born or Journey? I, I think Born. Yeah, and like this art has always just like sucked me in. <laughs> and it's like it's literally just the eyes and the top half of a nose of some lady and her eyes are literally just the galaxy like a, a very very colorful galaxy with like reds and purples and blacks and stars just like and like mist coming out of it. like it's really hard to explain this art but yeah you, you have to just look it up almost like, it's one of those surreal arts that they do yeah, like, you can just look at it, and you're, like, it just draws you, and you always notice, like, a few more little things, like, I don't know why her face is all cracked to pieces, but it is. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's, like, it's, the art just kind of pulls me in. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's very, very noticeable when you see it, so. Mm-hmm. And then, so my actual favorite art <laughs> resulted in, like, Fletcher showed it to me. And I kind of just went off the deep end into it, and he's like, or it's just a cool piece of art. <laughs> like, 
honestly, I didn't even pay attention to the art. Like yeah. when I when I grabbed this card, I grabbed it at for the mechanical value of it. Because honestly, I'm gonna admit, not a big fan of this one. I I can understand. Like I honestly don't know what about this card just kind of like stuck with me. Yeah. The, the next card is Spellseeker. It's two colors and a blue for a one one. Uh, when it enters the battlefield, you may search your library for an instant or sorcery card with current mana cost two or less. Reveal it, put it in your hand, and then shuffle your library. Oh boy, this card. We're going to talk about this card later, because damn that ability. Yeah, yeah. But for some reason, when I saw this card's art, I couldn't help but just kind of keep staring at it. (laughs) It's just this weird, apparently human lady, standing there in a weird pose, like staring at magic in her hands. And for some reason, it was just like entrancing to me. Like the filigree going up and down her skin, the fact that her eyes are glowing the same blues the filigree like the everything about it for some reason just kind of like drew me in i'm like this is just like it made me think of ashiok and it made me think of the aetherborn like it's like evoked a lot of things in me and i don't even know why but i feel like i would have been like it would have been a huge disservice for this to not be the card i talk about in regards to art just because it had such a large impact on me when i first saw it yeah yeah that's i mean that's Cool. That's the cool thing about art is that, you know, it can be kind of subjective like that. Yeah. All right. So my card's one we're, we're definitely going to be talking about too, later on. Um, <laughs> so my favorite art in the set, and probably the card I am actually most excited about in this set, is Sky Streamer. Finally. Apparently there's te- there's, te- there's text and stuff on the card. Something like <laughs> four and a white for a three two creature with assists flying. When it enters, you gain target player gains four life. But it has creature Griffin on it, and all I want to do is see the art in foil because I think it's going to be just sweet. I love like I'll admit this is not normally a card I would pick for favorite art. Like it's it's kind of normal in a lot of ways. But one, it's a griffin. I am just so damn happy to have another griffin. Um, I went, I went nanners when I saw that when I saw this card. Um, but just the the like golden streaks and everything like that, and the the color in the background and the the the, the gold going through the griffin. I think th- this card in foil is just going to look boss. I really hope that they use a foiling process that isn't like the modern masters ones because those yeah. don't look good. Because yeah. I, I agree, this card could just pop like it already yeah. does, and a good foiling could make this so much better. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and it I mean, it's already good. So yeah, like I don't know. I oh, we got another Griffin, John. I am so happy. <laughs> I'm just I am just so 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 happy that this card is getting printed. Like. You got another Griffin. We didn't get anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did. The the we as in the entire world is gifted another Griffin and finally gets one. The entire world is gifted at least one more set without Fletcher threatening to burn down Watsy for not printing a Griffin. I was pretty patient for a long time. You it it I'll, I'll give you I'll give you credit. It was a long ass time without a Griffin. Because we we so. And part of the reason I, I put up with it for so long was is I was spoiled rotten in Theros. Yes. There were like three or four. Many Griffins. There were many Griffins. And then then the next one I got was like BFZ was like Courier Griffin. And yep. then, then it was like, finally we got Resplendent Griffin. Yeah. I was so, I was so happy to get Parrot Griffin. Oh. <laughs> Even though you didn't like that it was a parrot. Oh yeah, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Like, I'm like, I really like this as a parrot. You're like, I don't, but it's a griffin, so I don't care. <laughs> uh, I, it's grown on me a lot more. I'm actually way up on parrot griffin now. So sweet. Yeah, but You've I mean, converted. I have been converted. Leopard griffin was my my one before that, or this is still my favorite. But you know, that's fair. All right. Okay. So I'm gonna be boring here for our next one. I've noticed. So. Cards I want to draft the most. <laughs> um, basically, it's just the boringest cards ever. I just want I want any set where they have this. I just want every source of plowshares I can see. But who doesn't? Yeah, um, you would have to be insane. Good. 
The card's just insane. Um, and then uh, Frostlinks. God damn, I love that card, man. Frost. I I really liked Frostlinks in the first set we had it in. Like I think yeah. I valued it higher than the average person did. I love I loved that card. What was because it was what M fifteen. I think so. And it was just, it was just t- it's tempo, and I love tempo decks. And- I, I, I really enjoyed playing with that card. It was like Mana War that isn't Mana War. Yeah. Like, it it is a worse Mana War, because Mana yeah. War, they have to respend the mana. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you just want to get in there. Yeah. And this locked it down for two turns. Yeah, it was it was good. I, I don't know. I really liked... I liked playing with this card, and... I think just if like if the if the card came in front of me in a pack, I'd just look at it and be like, "Yeah, we got to do it." <laughs> blue is obviously open. <laughs> yeah, blue is obviously open because this card got passed. But yeah, so I know I'm really lame. But this that's all I want to do is just cast, you know, frost lynxes and swords to plowshares. Yeah. And if you don't want to, you're just probably wrong. <laughs> I. All right. I also have a small honorable mention that I want to make just because it's been so long mm-hmm. that they're reprinting Blaze and Blaze is just clean. Did Blaze get reprinted? I didn't even notice that. Oh yeah, Blaze is, Blaze is reprinted. X and a red deal X damage to any target. Sorcery. Oh yeah? Uh, Huge fan of Blaze. Like... <laughs> They printed, Bla- oh, it's, it's an uncommon at least, so like yeah. at least it won't break the most important format. No. <laughs> I mean, it will, but not not that bad. Yeah. But Blaze, I have to give a shout out to Blaze. I it's it's a it's a finisher when you need a finisher. It's removal that scales extremely well throughout the game. It's just a mm-hmm. good card. I like Blaze. Blaze Blaze is great, yeah. But the card that I want to draft the most is a card that I absolutely adore. There's going to be some follow-up questions here, I can tell you. (laughs) So, Red has this fascinating thing where they commonly have rules texts that is some of the best flavor texts ever. (laughs) The one that people commonly think of in this regard is Obsidian Fireheart. Uh, yes. With the flavor text, the land continues to burn. The the reminder text. The reminder text, sorry. Yep. I have a playset of this card, and I will never play it in anything ever, but I'm never getting rid of my playset of Obsidian Fireheart. <laughs> and my card for card I want to draft the most has another line of rules text, which is some of the greatest flavor text of all time. <laughs> Cowards can't block warriors. <laughs> I want to draft Boldweir Intimidator, which is a five colorless and two red for a five five. With the like, rules, <laughs> sorry, sorry, with continue. The, yeah, with the rules text, cowards can't block warriors. You can pay a red and target creature becomes a coward until end of turn. You can pay two colorless and a red target creature becomes a warrior until end of turn. And the flavor text now everyone knows what you are. <laughs> Like this card is relevant though in this set. Like this card is insanely relevant in the set because there is there is very clearly a warrior theme going on. Oh yeah, there's warrior tribal going on. And I've actually played this card in a chaos draft before, and boy howdy is it a finisher. Like <laughs> once I mean it's, pass- a, it's a it's a five five that you pay red and target creature can't block. I mean Exactly. It's a it's a, it's a five five that says, well, I already cast a seven drop. None of your creatures are blocking me. You're on a two turn clock. Go, go, yeah. <laughs> Eat it. <laughs> like, I've I've always found this card to be super fascinating. It's probably worse than I actually think it is in in actual reality. But I just I love this card. I love the lion carrots camp block warriors because if that isn't actual reality, I don't know what is. Yeah, it's just one of those things where you're like. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's like like you read the line, you're like, oh, this makes sense, and then you read the ability, it's like, oh, this is cool, and you're like, this card is awesome. <laughs> I actually own a foil of this card in my in one of my little random collection binders of pointless shit. Uh-huh. I own a foil of it from Future Sight. And you're like, yeah, buddy. Because cowards can't block warriors. 
Uh, okay. It's great. <laughs> and yeah, that card is something. <laughs> okay. All right. So let's just move on to the next one. So new new card we want or expect to show up in an eternal format. Um. So I kind of picked the same one as you actually, but I'm going to let you talk about that one. So I'll pick my hope, <laughs> the card that I want to show up in an internal format. I'm not super optimistic, but um, so the card that I would love to see show up, but I, you know, eh, uh, is cheering fanatic. It's one in red for a two, two goblin. Um, whenever Cheering Fanatic attacks, choose a card name. Spells with the chosen name cost one less to cast this turn. That is an insanely powerful ability. Yeah, it's it's one of those things that's like, you just look at it and you're like, is it good enough? Like, that's the question, like, you know, for, for an eternal format of some sort. It's it's one of those cards that's like, it could, it couldn't, who knows? Like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it showed up in some, de- like, you know, some decks in modern or legacy or whatever somewhere but i would be i would also not be surprised if it didn't yeah like i actually almost added this to my list of cards that may or may not see playing older Mm -hmm. formats because of the exact same reasoning as you like cost reduction is just one of the most powerful things in all of magic there's a reason why almost every time they do it something gets broken (laughs) <laughs> like yeah Cheat- cheating on mana is the way you get car- like cards get banned and formats get broken yeah like you know look at every storm deck ever yeah look at the modern ban list yeah <laughs> like the vast majority of cards mm. that are cards that che- you cheat on mana it's like oh free mana mana that co- mana that get more mana than you actually spent mana to get cost yep. reduction mana it's like oh yeah this is a powerful ability the fact it's stapled onto a 2-2 attacker that needs to attack mm-hmm. is a very big... Uh, it's throttling this card's potential power level by yeah. a lot. Yeah. But that's for a very good thing. Um, one thing I actually really, really like about this card is <laughs> anyone casting those spells? Yes. So once again, in a team environment... You can mm-hmm. name a card that your teammate has in their hands. Yep, it's just cool. Once yeah. again, I find I find anything that value like that plays well with teamwork to be really really cool. So yeah, I also absolutely love that the goblin in the art of this is um uh, cosplaying as um uh what's her name uh Sylvia Brightspear from this set. <laughs> Because why not? Because why not? Like, it just makes me so happy. Like, I don't know. <laughs> goblins goblins apparently cosplay, you know. You know what it's like. <laughs> like that's, that's just one of the things I love about the art direction of this set, is it's just so... It's got that cartoony over-the-topness to it. It's almost got a, a Hearthstone-esque feel to it in some ways. And it's kind of cool to see magic do that. Like, to just kind of, like you know, lighten up a little bit. <laughs> Before we get on to my card, I actually want to talk about that because when these cards were first being spoiled, there was a lot of people who were really, really turned off by the the choice of art style and like mm-hmm. the weird plasticky look of a lot of the arts and like the cartoony nature of it. And they're like, mm-hmm. these don't look like magic cards to me. <laughs> Those people need to shut the <laughs> up. <laughs> Like, yes, it does not look like the typical magic set, but this is not a typical magic set. One, it's meant to be more casual and fun because it's meant for two-headed giants. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's, and I like the fact that the cards very, very clearly differentiate themselves from what a normal magic card looks like. They don't all yeah. look like that. Yeah. Like, you definitely notice it for the cards that are very, very clearly on this plane. I don't remember the name of it. I don't remember either. Uh, yeah, like the cards that are very, very clearly on this plane, they have a very distinct art style to them, and I appreciate that. Like, yeah, I agree. I think it brings together what... I mean, that that whole arena world sort of feel and everything, like, it, it really brings that forward, and you get that sort of larger-than-life feeling from the cards. You know, and 
and that's one of the things that magic is so good at doing like so i've been sorting through just stupid shitloads of cards because <laughs> i've been because i've been sorting through your stuff yep um and or, or all your bulk of stuff so i've been going through i'll be sorting through stacks of cards that are all from the same set or or different sets and stuff like that and without the border even changing i'll hit art and be like this card's from a different set and no i need to put it somewhere else like that's how powerful that's how powerful and pulling the art is of magic like it's so it pulls you in so much and i like that they took this style and made it something that you can look at the cards you know you look at the cards and understand oh this is what they're trying to do with this set yeah like i the the whole art direction and like everything about the art of magic has made leaps and bounds in the past years mm-hmm. and like the fact that like as you said you can look at a card and be like this is not from the same set as this card without even looking at the set simple. Yep. <laughs> it's like, that is highly, highly valuable and just cool. Like yeah. <laughs> people who don't like that is like, really? Like, I mean, oh, it's, yeah. it's the same people who are like, man, I wish we'd go back to the old art style with the old borders. Like we had back in ice yeah. age. It's like, you're an abomination. That's <laughs> like, you, the same people are, you know, the ones who are like, man, why do old people always complain about back in their day? Like, you're one of those people. It's, yeah. It's part of the I, human condition. If, I would be pissed if they ever went back from the current border we have now. Like, at least the information on the bottom of the cards. Because, mm-hmm. like, my old ass eyes can barely read shit. And being able to, like, just look at those and be like, oh, this is the collector number and everything I need to know about the card without having to dick around and stuff. And like get a magnifying glass out for a red card that is impossible <laughs> to read the collector number on, like you know. Yeah, but it's like why? Why is it white writing on a white and red background? Oh my god! What the he- what the hell are they doing? <laughs> okay, so to, right, steer this, to steer this bus back onto the road, <laughs> all the passengers are screaming. John, um, so what? So what is the what is the card we actually basically both picked? All right. Uh... The card that we both actually picked is Arena Rector. Yeah, buddy. Oh boy, this one is, this is a spicy meatball, I tell you what. This, yes, if there was a meatball and it was this card, it would be spicy. <laughs> so, for anyone who is unaware, there's a card called Academy Rector, mm-hmm. which is a three colors and a white one-two. Uh, I believe, I, it pro- I think it is a human at uh, cleric, but it might be human advisor. When okay. when Academy Rector dies, you may exile it. If you do, search your library for an enchantment and put it into play. Uh, this mm-hmm. card is played in various versions of Nickfit. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're much more all in on the um, enchantment version. Normally, they play like a lot of like weird, stupid hate cards. And like the deck's kind of cool. I'm not a huge fan of it. They decided to print a card called Arena Rector, which does the exact same thing, but instead of finding an enchantment, you find any Planeswalker and put that, it into play. That seems okay. <laughs> <laughs> so there are three different ways of taking Nick Fit. There's the enchantment version, there's the creature version, and then there's the Planeswalker version. There's already a Planeswalker version of Nick Fit. And now they're going to get Arena Rector. They get a new toy. Boy, howdy. <laughs> Are they getting a new toy? Like, if this card does not... Like, if... Like, Nick Fit is already not a common deck. You know? That's mm-hmm. sure. Whatever. If there aren't people playing Arena Rector versions of Nick Fit, as soon as this card comes out, I don't know. I probably lost absolutely all faith in the Legacy community. Yeah, like people at least have to try it. Like, like, I mean, it's it's one of those cards that like this is this is one of those ones like you know the the goblin were like yeah if it didn't show up we wouldn't be surprised and if it exactly. did we would we wouldn't be surprised. I, but like this, this card if it doesn't show up I am I am astounded. Like, <laughs> like I will make this card show up because I want to, like I'm thinking of changing my built version of Nickfit to run this card <laughs> because here's the thing I like the thought of a turn four Ugin. I don't know about you, no. but that seems cool. Yeah. 
you know, I mean, seems m- mediocre. Yeah. Like, <laughs> at least a three out of ten. Yeah, at least at least a three out of ten. <laughs> like this, I mean, let's be honest. Like in this set drafting, like you're never gonna really play this card for much of anything. But like, yeah, that's not why this card's in the set. <laughs> no, this card is in the set for people like me who love eternal formats. Yeah, and I'm just gonna put this out there a small little like bit of information for anyone who does wind up playing this card or Academy Rector in an older format. Uh, your opponents can respond to the trigger by exiling this card themselves, oh. which means that this trigger will not be able to resolve. So that's actually why um, oh. most people don't play the Academy Rector version is because Deathrite Shaman is so popular, and Deathrite Shaman does stop this card by itself. Really? Deathrite Shaman stopping something by itself? Go figure! Deathrite Shaman ruins all the fun. <laughs> because, putting an, because putting an overwhelming splendor in play is apparently too good of a thing to have in Legacy. Apparently. Stupid Deathrite Shaman. Yeah, one mana planeswalkers are good, I guess. <laughs> one mana planeswalkers can go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I mean, I, I don't think anyone's surprised by that, right? Like that we picked yeah. this card. But also, I, li- I like to give a shout out to the flavor text on this card, which also references planeswalkers in a subtle way. Which is, I see something special in you—a bright ember that yearns to dance among the stars. Huh. Which is obviously a reference to the planeswalker spark and traveling through blind eternities. Yep. So okay, all right. Bomb or bust card. So these are the cards that we think will either be absolutely amazing or completely unplayable, but we just can't tell. Like <laughs> you look at the card and you're like, okay, all right. I'm gonna go with mine first. Um, I think I, I feel like this is sort of a cop out too. Yeah, maybe. Maybe I don't know. All right. So the card I picked is stunning reversal. Uh, instant for three and a black. Uh, the next time you would lose the game this turn, instead draw seven cards, your starting life total becomes one. Exile Stunning Reversal. <laughs> this card is fascinating. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm not sure how good it is, but it's fascinating. Like, Yeah, like that's and that's the thing, is it's like this card could either like show up in decks and be a big piece of them, I think, or it's just going to be a bulk rare that some that johnny's play every once in a while yeah it does a literal nothing like i remember the, the first time i saw this card i'm like man this works really really well with ad nauseum because that's immediately where my mind goes apparently because i mean that's even i mean that's the kind of the thing you think with it though any any of any card that basically says you don't lose the game you you go well how does this work with ad nauseum <laughs> pretty I much mean, right <laughs> like yeah, I don't think that's go unreasonable. To, I'm gonna go to negative sixty, and then I'm gonna go back up to one, and I'm gonna draw my entire deck. Yeah, you know, that's good. NBD. <laughs> yeah, not sure if the card's good enough, but it's like I said, it's fascinating. Yeah, it's interesting. That's why it's like, yeah, it's either gonna be, it's either gonna like be great or just not work at all, and people won't want it. I think, but so we'll we'll see. Who knows? Yeah, well, that's what you say. We'll have to see about these ones. <laughs> okay. Uh, mine is a throwback to a previously almost mono blue cycle outside of one card, and that's Brightling. Brightling uh, yeah. is a play off of the Morphling, and uh, the red one is Torchling, which is. Basically, it does whatever the hell you want it to do. Pretty much, That's yeah. Right. Aetherling, Morphling, Morphling, Torchling, the the Ling cards. Yeah, the Ling cycle. Uh, this one is a colorless white, white for a 3-3. And you can pay white to give it Vigilance. You can pay white to give it Lifelink. You can pay white to return it to its owner's hand. And you can pay a colorless to give it plus one, plus one, or plus one, minus one, or minus one, plus one until end of turn. Uh, that is the defining characteristic of every single Ling card ever, where they can buff their power or their toughness while reducing the other. Yep. Uh, yeah. I, I don't think this card is good enough for Legacy, 
I mean, um, we're not. We're not. Let's just say, like, I don't know. It's, but it might be. It, yeah, it's it's one of those cards that's like right on the edge, and you look at it and you're like, dang, like. Yeah, like if this card was a four four for four, it it would cost too much mana, but having those extra stats would make it a lot more interesting. Mm-hmm. Like that's the one thing holding this card back is the, is the fact it's a three mana three three. Yeah, which is just not quite there, but it's so close. So so close, but yeah, I don't know. Like I, I saw that card too, and I'm like, ooh, like. You know, anytime they make you know part of the the morphling cycle, you have you have to stop and kind of at least raise an eyebrow at the card. I think, yeah, like, because they're just they, every they've one been, of them has seen play ever. Yeah, they they historically have been very very powerful, like at least in standard. You know, and obviously this one's not in standard, um, and <laughs> probably is why it was able to be printed. But yeah, I don't know. We'll have to see. Also, I love the art. Just want to point that out. It's very, very purpley, which I love that it doesn't look like a white card. And I <laughs> also love that. <laughs> I, I love when cards don't look like their color. And I love mirrored arts. Like, like I said, I collect them. This is a mirrored art in the actual art itself, which is yeah. just like I Vesuvian Shapeshifter is one of my favorite arts in all of Magic. Yeah, which I mean, this is a riff off of um, uh, you know, the original Aetherling art or. More flaming art, sorry. Yeah, so it's yeah. cool. I'm a fan. Pick Good times. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, best reprint. John, take it away. All right. Uh, I I have two again because I have two of everything apparently. My first one is Mystic Confluence, which I believe is three colorless and two blue. For a instant, mm-hmm. which is uh, choose three. You may choose the same mode more than once. Counter target spell unless its controller plays three. Return target creature to its owner's hand or draw a card. Hmm. Uh, this card has been printed once previously in not the last commander set or the one before that, but the one before that, I'm pretty sure. Okay. <laughs> it is actually not the most expensive confluence, which interestingly is held by the red one of all things. Really? But it's basically a cryptic command with an easier to cast mana cost. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's just a Jason's ingenuity because you need a Jason's ingenuity. I mean, <laughs> you know, sometimes you got to draw cards. I'm just a big fan of the card. I like it in every blue commander deck I've ever played ever because, duh. And it's just sweet. <laughs> and then my, uh, the main one that I'm super excited for is doubling season, huh. which uh, they can never ever print in standard because planeswalkers. Yep. So we are relegated to only ever getting it in sets like this. Yep. Uh, it is four colorless and a green for an enchantment. If an effect would create one or more tokens under your control, it creates twice that many of those tokens instead. If an effect would put one or more counters on a permanent you control, it puts twice that many of those counters on that permanent instead. Which yep. means if you yep. cast this and then cast a Planeswalker, your Planeswalker will enter the battlefield with twice its number of starting loyalty, which usually means it ultimates instantly, which usually means you, means you win the game. <laughs> seems fair i'm just happy this card's getting a reprint it's like 60 dollars. yeah and most people who play it are douchebags when they play it but i think that it does enough cool things that it should be available for people yeah this is a johnny card like this is a rosewater special like yes (laughs) like i think he literally said like this is a card he made because he wanted a card like this like yeah like he could play with it i heard someone say this is the most rosewater card ever printed yeah, basically that he's he said that too. He's like, this is the rosewateriest card that it, uh, Rosewater ever rosewatered. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that card that card's pretty sweet, and the art's really good. Um, I yeah, the, the art's good. Apparently, everything that I talk about has to have good art. I mean, that's a common theme. Honestly, there really isn't a lot of bad art anymore. No. Okay, so best reprint. 
Uh, honorable mention to Raptor Companion because you haven't been reprinted enough. Um, <laughs> Clearly not. Surprised uh, we didn't have Raptor Companion in Dominaria. I know, I know, right? Like that's going to be the meme now. Um, <laughs> so my favorite reprint, and this probably makes me a bad person, um, but um, I actually picked um, Mycosynthlatus. Um, <laughs> it is a six mana artifact. Uh, all permanents are artifacts in addition to their other types. All cards that aren't on the battlefield, spells, and permanents are colorless. Players may spend mana as though it were mana of any color. Like, this card... This card... <laughs> this card does broken shit. Like, if you're ever wondering, like, gosh, I wonder why the mana system is important, play with this card. Yep. Like... <laughs> like it's just it just ruins games of magic but like yeah. in the right hands it is just so fun like this card is just dumb <laughs> michael smith lattice is one of those cards that the first time i ever saw it, I'm like this card is the coolest thing ever like yeah and then i started like talking to commander players and they hated this card and i couldn't understand why and then i played against it and you're like oh <laughs> and then i realized no one is capable of playing this card and not being a douche like it's like oh my god no my brother my brother had a mycosynthetis deck yep with march of the machines yes it was it was his mycosynthetis march of the machines combo deck yep it was basically like all mana rocks this thing and then like march of the machines it's just yep. dumb like <laughs> it wasn't even that powerful but god it was backbreaking <laughs> when it hit yeah uh but yeah it's just the thing is, is though, like, this is one of those cards that I just want access to. Like, yeah. You know? that's, and, I'm yeah. kind of with you on that. Like, I wouldn't mind owning a couple of this just in case. Mm -hmm. But. Just, you know, everyone out there, lattice responsibly. Like, <laughs> you you may end up as that guy if you if you use this too much or in the wrong ways. So just, yeah. just be careful. Can I, I also would like to make a uh, thing. For some reason, every single car in EDH deck I've seen plays mm -hmm. this card, and I don't get why. All I mean, your stuff you is already all, colorless. I was going to say, basically, like, aren't you just, like, the Mycosynthalatus deck already? Like, you don't need this card in Yeah, there. it's like, what's, what's, why would I want to make my Ugin an artifact? Like, I don't get it. Like, <laughs> that doesn't seem like an upside. I might be missing something. I don't know what, but I just I don't see a reason to play this card in Karn. Yeah. Okay, so the only, like the only I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. Just, just wanted to point that out. I don't get it. Right. I'm gonna put this card in my stuffy doll deck and then tinker for an Emrakul. Sure. And then then you'll actually have a good win con for once. <laughs> oh. Oh, savage. Oh. <laughs> True, but savage. <laughs> Hey, I have I have a um uh uh cranial plating in that deck. That's that is true. There is a cranial plating in that deck. I remember. And I can and I can tinker for it. <laughs> the deck is so bad. I am allowed to play tinker. <laughs> yep. Banned in everything. Four of. Four of. <laughs> uh yeah, but okay. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. All right, John, what are the big tickets cards in this set? All right, uh, both of these have already been mentioned by mm -hmm. me primarily, but you also to a degree. I get some credit. Yep. Uh, <laughs> big ticket cards are uh, not counting the ridiculously expensive reprints like Doubling Season and Mycos yeah. and Lattice and Nirkana Revenant, which is apparently like a $20 card. Um mm -hmm. For me, a big ticket card can't be a reprint. It has to be a new card that might do something sweet. I mean, that's mostly what we're talking about here. Yeah, so like my big ticket cards are Spellseeker, the three mana one one that searches your library for instant or sorcery for advantage cost two or less. Because mm -hmm. the older you go back in Magic, the more broken the instants and sorceries get when they're cheap. <laughs> so yeah. you can play a three mana one one and get your Ancestral Recall or your Time Walk. You know, and seems, just, seems mediocre. That's just powerful. I don't actually know if it's good enough because it's three mana for a 1-1, one, one, but damn. 
yeah, I don't know. Like it being on a one-one body is relevant. Yes. Like one of the big things, like you know, you think about a Snapcaster Mage. It being a two-one is huge. Yes. So that's like, why. Yeah, this card is just really interesting. So like, it's a guaranteed two for one, and possibly possibly finds you one of those broken spells ever printed in Magic. Yeah. It's just useful. Mm-hmm. And then the other one is Arena Rector, which I already kind of gushed over. We gushed, so, yeah. yeah. It was gushing. Go back like 10 minutes and you'll hear me talking about Arena Rector again. Yeah, just replay that again with more volume, and that's basically what we're going to say. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, all right. Um, okay, John. Favorite overall card. All right, I'll take this one. All right. Um, all right, so it's probably actually the Griffin. Yeah, obviously. But um, I'm actually not going to just punt this, and I'm actually going to pick a different card. So the card that, when I first read it, just jumped out to me for some reason uh, was the card Gang Up, which is, so it's an instant for X and a black with assist, destroy target creature with power X or less. I, like, you know, we talked about how, uh, about the mechanics and everything earlier on and, like, you know, about assist and how they how they designed this set to be such a, a you know, a team-oriented and stuff. I feel like this card is such a simple, elegant, flavorful design to cover a lot of that stuff. It's just, I just, I don't know, I just dig this card. Yeah, the card, like, like, I, like I said, I love the assist mechanic as a whole. Mm-hmm. And, like, this card's been reprinted, various versions of it, multiple times yeah. to do similar effects. Yeah, it's I just, like, it's Deathwind, basically, isn't it? It just like... works so well together, right? Yeah. Like, it's just cool. I'm a fan of it. And the name Gang Up is absolutely perfect, because it's exactly. literally what you're doing. Like, it, it's easy to imagine an EDH game where somebody's like, we need to kill that thing, and somebody's like, Gang Up, and everybody's like, yeah, tap all the mana. Yeah. <laughs> like, this thing dies. Please. Yeah, it's... I don't know. I just, I I feel like um, almost everything about this card just, it's one of those cards that just everything fits together to convey the message that needs to be conveyed about the set. Like this, this is, it's not as elegant, but it's like murder in that ways. You know, it's like the name, the cost, the speed, the mechanics, the everything about it is just right where it needs to be. And I love that. Fan, big fan. Yep. Flavor text is also cool. So yes, it is. It's just as I said, everything about the card snaps together. Um, I once okay. again have an honorable mention that <laughs> I I want to bring this up because you just never see this effect. This card is mm-hmm. Inner Demon, which calls black black enchant creature. Enchanted creature gets plus two plus two has flying and is a demon in addition to its other types. When Inner Demon enters the battlefield, all non-demon creatures get negative two negative two in the line of turn. I considered this card as actually uh, my other favorite one. Like this this card, it's super cool because you never see something become a demon. They always become yeah. angels. Yeah. And like, I really like that aspect. Plus, I'm pretty sure this is implying that the all Z race that's on this plane literally mm-hmm. can turn into demons or their demon descendants or something like that, which is also yeah. really cool. Like, I just wanted to mention this card. I really like it. I think it's cool. It's sweet, yeah. That card's sweet. Uh, my actual overall favorite card in the set is Najila the Blade Blossom. Two colorless and a red for a 3-2 legendary creature human warrior. Whenever a warrior attacks, you may have its controller create a 1-1 white warrior creature token that's tapped and attacking. Uh, notice it says you may have its controller, so it means it works with your teammates. Then you can play white, blue, black, red, green. Untap all attacking creatures. They gain trample, lifelink, and haste until end of turn. After this phase, there's an additional combat phase. Activate this ability only during combat. I don't know why, but this card's just cool. Like, (laughs) it's very rare that they make a five-color legendary creature that's just, like, super, super boring but normally they're just so prohibitive that they're just meh. This card yeah. is good by itself, 
in like a two color deck. You don't need that untap for it to be good. No. I mean, you want it because it is good. You but... want it, it's insane. But like this card is still just good by itself. Yeah. And like I love the name, the Blade Blossom. I love the art just looks so good. Like everything about this card just kind of like comes together and it's like this card is just cool. Like <laughs> Like, overall, like, I was, like, looking, and originally this was going to be my favorite art in the set, but I was like, no, I just like this card. Like, everything yeah. about this card is sweet. Yeah. It's, I don't know, it's a cool card. Like, I don't know. They they, they just did a really good job with a lot of the stuff in this set. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm just really impressed. Yeah, I don't know, like... They've done an amazing job for to like get the vibe over that they want to mm-hmm. get over and like just have everything look good. Mm-hmm. Like it's cool. I'm a fan. Yeah. It can stay. Yeah, we'll allow it. You can print it, wizards. Resolves. Okay. <laughs> Resolves. John. Final thoughts. Um I really like the um high quantity of valuable reprints uh, I believe as of right now every single mythic in this set is worth at least the price of a pack or more wow and the fact that the packs are only four dollars is super nice right like we don't have the bulk rare comet storms and stuff like that like <laughs> I really like that <laughs> like I don't I'm guessing be, you're not the only one yeah like I don't want to be that guy and complain about you know bulk rares in master sets because everyone else already does that but it can get a little disheartening at times mm-hmm. and i love how much they just pushed the partner aspect like the team aspect rather yeah. like they pushed that so well into making two at a giant like this set is clearly designed around it and i really appreciate that yeah, like they 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 knocked the aesthetic and feeling of this out of the park. Yeah. So, um, so my thoughts on it is like that's my that's my first thought on it is is the aesthetic they did on this set is top notch. Like, I am blown away by how how they captured the aesthetic that they want to go for and push it. Like, it's just insane mechanically, flavorfully art everything about it is just pointing in that direction um i said i i do like the 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 brighter and bigger and more lighthearted approach um with this set you know i like that they kind of you know were a little a little funny with stuff if that makes sense like they didn't you know they could have easily changed the name of some of the cards like uh you know the, isn't one like the crowd goes wild or something like that or play of the game and you know like stuff like that they could easily have changed those to not be like super direct sports slash esports references you know mm-hmm. like but I like that they left them in just exactly exactly like that and just said yeah you know you, you know what it's going to be this is what you're getting and you know it's cool I like that they did that um, mechanically like yeah, this they really targeted this for two. They they knew what they wanted to do and they did it, and I think that's sweet. Yeah, like I, it is very rare that a set just truly resonates. Mm-hmm. But like Dominaria and now this just shows like how well they've been doing. Like they are on an absolute tear. I don't care what anyone says. Yeah, like, even Exelon and Rivals, while it didn't have a really good. Uh, limited format the sets just resonated and they just felt good oh and like if it, yeah it's even ixalan like and i'm not super huge on it like that set felt good it felt exactly how it needed to exactly like i am they've just been doing really well lately and i'm super happy about it so yeah. i mean obviously people still complain because the world's full of complainers but <laughs> whatever get over it this is sweet yeah, this is this is sweet. But, all right, cool. Um, yeah. So I think I think that's all we got for this one, isn't it? Ah, that's our, uh, that is battle bond in a nutshell. Yeah, there's our there's our thoughts on battle bond. So um, uh, yeah, if you want to shoot us some feedback, you can send us an email at thelocalmeta at gmail dot com. 
Um, you can catch us on Twitter at the local meta PC. Uh, and if you want to catch me streaming, I've been streaming on the weekends mostly. Um, uh, Twitch.tv slash beware llamas. Um, I did a draft yesterday that was interesting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I'm, uh, I guess uh, that's it. We'll catch you next time. See ya.